Welcome to episode 130 of Drew's Sports Crew here on this Sunday night. Myself, Drew Skyberg, bringing you the news in the Wisconsin sports world. Right, You see all the Brewer stuff here, the back, the Brewer flag over. It'll be on your right, my left, and then right. you see the Brewer sweatshirt there in the background. You might even see a Brewer hat up there in the top. It was college night, so I unfortunately was not able to get the hat, but my roommate was able to secure one. Some cool stuff. Brewer theme or college theme night at the ballpark. A fun thing. I guess I'll I'll shout out first. You know, one of the fans who was able to uh, compete in the Palermo's Pizza, you know, challenge. Like, do the players know more than the or do the fans know more than the players? And you bet it was Bernie Vandenhuvel, right? A guy who fills in once in a while. Journey to Million. Good to see him. And look, he dominated. He beat Wisconsin native Ozaki native. Owen Miller, so a win for Bernie. And we'll be playing a game on Wednesday, 4 p.m., Journey Million. Bernie Vanhoevel sent in a game. We'll be playing it. We'll see how it goes. I think it'll be a good one. Bernie's known for his quirky, exotic games. So it's going to be interesting. And we'll also be previewing week one for more of a general football standpoint there. So you like the Green Bay Packers? You're at the right place. You love football in general, as we all do. Just head over there, 4 p.m. Central Time. Anyways, more announcements at True Sports Crew, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You know, thank you to everybody who watched yesterday's baseball crew episode as we previewed the slate. You know, it, was, it, it ended up being interesting. A lot of runs were scored as we expected, but that's how that one went yesterday. But today we have you with the Packer season preview for week one against the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field. We'll also be talking about the Milwaukee Brewers here week 24 already. We'll talk about how that week is going to shape out. I will be at the game next Sunday. I'll talk about that too. So that's what we're looking at today here for episode 130. And again, at Drew Sports Crew, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, Drew Sports Crew, YouTube, and Facebook. Let's go into it here. Let's start on the football side. So, yes, the Chicago Bears, Green Bay's going down to Chicago, face the Bears. And you might be surprised going into this preview of this game. The Bears are favored in minus one here. Games in Chicago. So, usually they're minus three points by default. Um, but still, we're seeing here they opened, I believe, um, when the Vegas lines, you know, the game line opened up a few a uh, while ago, rather. I believe Bears started favored minus what was it three and a half? So the line or is minus three it opened at. My bad. It ended up creeping down to minus one. And and yeah, the, the story, right? No Aaron Rodgers, no owner of the Chicago Bears is what they say. Um the the Bears end up finally being favored and to beat the Green Bay Packers. It's gonna be an interesting one. But we can tell you what we know here on the Green Bay side. Uh, we're still waiting on a status from Romeo Dobbs. He's still marked as questionable. He's got that questionable tag. I think we'll see him. You know, I, I personally, I'd, I wouldn't worry about it. Um, you know, I, Dobbs will be your wide receiver too, I anticipate, come Sunday. And again, that game's 325 Central on Fox. It's your game of the week. So what a start to the season there. Doesn't get any better than that. But just going through right this Green Bay depth chart to talk about kind of right we really didn't talk about who made the team who didn't there wasn't too many surprises 
Alou Nichols, their draft pick here this past year, the seventh rounder, already gone from the team, though. Manuel Wilson, credit him having a phenomenal camp. We talked about him, you know, on the show the last month with how great he's been. He's going to be RB3. Teams carrying three running backs it is the plan. Tyler Goodson on the IR, though. Um, so it's going to go Jones and Dylan and Wilson. Uh, we talked about Sean Clifford. He beat out Alex Magoo at the QB2 spot. Clifford looked very good in camp and solidified himself as the backup. Again, Christian Watson, wide receiver, one. Dobbs at two. Rita, three. Uh, credit Malik Heath. We got to talk about him. Look, I don't think he's going to be a guy who's going to take Reed necessarily off the field, right, with how Reed's going to be using this offense, potentially as that slot guy. But look, how Heath played, he definitely is a guy who he, you're going to see him. He might have two or three receptions in the game, but he might make some nice plays, and he's going to make plays where you might not see it the most. Like Heath, that is how he's done so far with Green Bay. Um, very underrated guy. Uh, Luke Musgrave, we know, we know what we're going to get from him. Uh, he's going to be your tight end. Josiah, Josiah DeGuara, so we talked about him going from tight end to fullback. I imagine in double tight end sets for blocking or goal line formation, DeGuara will be up there. I Or at fullback, he's going to be out there. But Musgrave and Kraft in two tight end sets, how they operate in preseason, both those guys were out there, two rookies. Look, this is the youngest, I believe it's the youngest team in the, in the NFL, and I'm reading this offense, and you can see why uh, Luke Musgrave um, it's going to be good. Um, we love, we like what we've seen so far. I won't call him like this fantasy football guy yet, but he's, he's a guy you want. Maybe, you know, like he's fine for your fantasy team, but he's a guy you want in your football team. End of story of uh, what he does as a rookie there, second round pick at Oregon State. He's, he's phenomenal. Um, really like that. And the other big thing that the Bears are going to have to watch out for that Bears defensive front. That is, is decent. Uh, no, nothing crazy with the moves they've made, you know, last year, uh, losing some guys. But uh, David Bakhtiari is going to be back. He has no injury designation. So that's huge for the Screen Bay squad. Haven't really had a healthy, you know, Bakhtiari for a long time, it feels. And we're happy to have him back. Ellen Jenkins is going to be right at guard, as expected. I'm ex- we expect the line, Josh Myers, to. He solidified himself at the center spot, Joe or John Runyon rather, at right guard, and then Zach Tom at right tackle, and then the other guys who are gonna fill in there, uh, Yash Nyman, right? We remember him from last year. He he played some big minutes. Royce New, Royce Newman also, and Rashid Walker are those the three who are gonna work in there. So you have like eight linemen who I you're gonna probably see on a regular basis, um, and then come defense, I'll just talk about Rudy Ford. Being the guy, Rudy Ford and Jonathan Owens there um, at strong safety. Both of those guys are on the squad. Um, But otherwise, you know, the defense is as expected. Uh, Rashawn Gary, you know, he's made great progress. Uh, Kingsley and Agbar, right? Or Inigbari, right? I've heard it multiple ways, but I can tell you he's going to make a difference in a multitude of ways here for this defense in Green Bay. Gary also, you know, he's going to be coming back from a torn ACL. We know how it always goes with the story with running backs. It takes some time. Uh, still, don't expect Gary at 100% here coming in. I think Enigbare is going to be very important, you know, in that in this stretch here for helping out this defense. Otherwise, it, it's, it's your classic defense. I, Lucas Van Ness, I'm wondering what we're going to see from him 
I imagine we're still going to probably see Preston Smith operate primarily and Gary and, and Igbare, but I think Venice will play a variety of snaps. Uh, look, he, he's a, not that he's a project, but he's going to take some time here to develop. He's, he's, he's kind of a raw prospect in terms of, you know, um, the moves and whatnot, but from, from an athletic standpoint, he's as good as it gets is Van Ness. So, it's this defense for Green Bay. Again, this is a young squad, but you like what you've seen. Even when I say young, you know, usually you go to the kicker spot, you look for some veteran, you know, experience. Not in Green Bay. Anders Carlson is your kicker here. And then Pat O'Donnell, um, unfortunately, was released. Daniel Whelan is going to be your punter and holder. So just wanted to highlight that. And, also on the depth chart, something I found interesting. We talked about punt return. Who we, we knew Kashawn Nixon was going to be the number one guy, but was it going to be Torre or Reed was the question. Reed had experience out of Michigan State. Uh, Torre actually beat him out there second spot for punt return. So I think there's a chance we'll see Torre return some punts potentially. Hopefully uh, Chicago is going to be punted a lot on Sunday. So hopefully we'll see both those guys out there. But that's just overall what we're looking at this Packers depth chart. Wanted to go through it, right? Give some time there. Now we got, we've had the proper cuts made, and the roster looks solidified a week from game day. Now going towards, right? So we talked about Green Bay. Um, not going to go through Chicago's full depth chart, but just stuff to monitor come game day is definitely um, with Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle there for the Bears. He's going to start the year on IR. That's huge loss here. For this Bears squad, um, again, definitely a guy they're going to lean on. That's uh, a again, this team for Chicago, um, guy they need, they need the offensive line depth, and it's going to be interesting, right? Darnell Wright, right? Guy recently just taken in the draft, he's going to be starting here week one, so it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. And they're going to probably play him right tackle, is what I'm seeing. So I'm wondering how this is going to go for Chicago. I think the line's going to be the concern for this team. Uh, if you're Green Bay, you got to win at the front. Um, you got to stop the run with with Chicago. Uh, we definitely know, right, DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool. This is one of the more talented receiving cores this team's had, but you definitely still like what your odds with Green Bay to stop again, stop the run, and just control the line there. Um, just going through a score prediction, how I'm feeling on this game. I like Green Bay in this one. I'm just not sure. Sh- I, I don't know about the what kind of point output we're going to see. So over under right now, 43 and a half. Feels reasonable. Um, nothing too crazy, but I think Green Bay's winning this one. And we're going to have to see. I think it's going to be a close one. And I think Vegas has, has the right idea here. It's going to be a one-score game. But I, I like the idea of Green Bay winning here week one in Chicago, and I think I'm going to stick with that here. So that, that that's your week one preview. Full disclosure, I actually just pulled up ESPN matchup predictor. The Chicago Bears, 51.5% chance to win versus the 48.1% chance for Green Bay. Then there's some in there for the tie. So, you know, if you want to tie, we have some percent left over. So. If you're rooting for that, there you go. But that's what we're looking at week one. Let's actually go right over now to the Milwaukee Brewers. But first, I wanted to mention throughout the year, you're going to see at your sports ground social media, 
I'll be doing a player of the week series for the Green Bay Packers. I'm going to highlight win or loss, what players stood out and what they did there in this in the game. And so far for the Milwaukee Brewers highlighting player of the week, we so far have William Contreras named him player of the week this morning before the game. And guess what? He did his first at bat after being named Drew Sports Crew player of the week. He hits a home run. So cool stuff there. Love to see it. And let's let's go and talk about how this week went for the Milwaukee Brewers. It was a it feels like I say it, you know, multiple times. This was a weird week. You know, you start off. I think really what made it a weird week was the Chicago series. You win six to two. Mark Hanna hits the almost hits the scoreboard. Shout out Ryan Borkhart. He makes the Jumbotron. Rather not the Jumbotron, but makes Valley Sports Wisconsin. He's on TV on Monday. And six to two was that final there. But go to Tuesday and Wednesday, the Wrigley weather kicked in. And when Wrigley weather kicked in, it became unbearable for both parties. Brewers lose one nothing. You couldn't hit in the conditions. It was it was remarkable. Um there's a pitching duel there. And again, that was on Tuesday, that was August 29th's game against Chicago. Just all I'm saying is is Burns and Steel is a pitching gem. And it was just a game not not ideal to watch, you know, quite frankly, was how that one looked. They ended up losing then with also not so great weather conditions on Wednesday, two to three. So they actually now are tied for the season series against Chicago, which is huge. That season series is basically an extra game buffer in the division. So that's why we're monitoring how that how that ends up working out. They have they still have some more games against the Cubs. They have a three game series there to end the month actually to end the season rather. So we only have a month of play yet left and the Brewers then kicked off right Friday, Saturday, Sunday series against the Phillies, two games on national television being Saturday and Sunday. I thought they blew Friday's game. I, I was skeptical. So in that one, um, they call it right. Craig Timber, right? Craig council in September, Craig Timber, uh, Brewers have a great record in September in council's tenure as Brewers manager. And, with that, you expect some great performances. And in this one, eighth inning, Trey Turner comes up, save situation. Council brings in Williams in the eighth inning with two outs for a four-out save. Gives up a three-run home run. You know, it was pretty gut-wrenching you know, for Brewer fans. And it was like, okay, Council just micromanaged this game and the Brewers lost. But then what happened, right? Comeback City came in. Um Alec Bohm had an unfortunate air. Brewers take the lead, uh, and that's all she wrote. Williams actually in the ninth came, came back out. Credit him, and he he bounced back, got the win 7-5. Saturday, win 7-5-2. They knock around Aaron Nola. They take him for seven runs. Um, the Brewers historically have struggled against Aaron Nola, and you heard me in the baseball crew. I was not too fond of taking – you know, a lot of play like taking really any Brewer players, but I considered Mark Hanna. He had a great week. He honestly could have been player of the week as well, but ended up being, you know, Brewers get that win seven five. They hang on there. And then Sunday comes around. The game's on Peacock. Brewers first game on Peacock this season and only game on Peacock. And you did not miss much if you do not have Peacock. Brewers lose four to two. Uh they were up two to nothing. And then come around top of the sixth, they get up a run. And then, yeah, right. What happens is 
how have the Phillies scored their runs in this series? It's been the home runs. It's literally been the long ball. That's all they need here. And I mean, that's all they really need in this one. Romilto hits the scoreboard. Alec Bowman's a home run. And that ended up really helping out this squad here, getting them that win four to two. Brewers actually out hit the Phillies in this game, too. Uh, that's that's baseball for you. You know, you just things like that happen, and it's unfortunate, but Brewers take two of three from the Phillies in a series that you were happy with, right? That was an outcome you'd be pleased if I told you they took two out of three from Philly with Nola and Wheeler both starting in this series. So we do have now, especially since Burns didn't even pitch in the series, Corbin Burns is pitching Monday, it looks like. And I'll go through the schedule here. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all a three-game series at Pittsburgh, 535, 535-11-35 are your three first pitch times. All three on Bally Sports Wisconsin. Thursday, you get an off day. And then you go to New York to play the Yankees. That's 605. 105 on Saturday and 1235 on Sunday, all central time here. Again, it is a replica ring giveaway on Sunday. I will be at that one Sunday, September 10th. I will be in New York checking out Yankee stadium for the first time. I will be of course, getting some great photos. there, sharing those with you all looking forward to going to historic Yankee stadium. Looking forward to see my new Ant park as well. So that's what I will be up to. Uh, the Brewers prediction challenge. You bet five and one is the week. We have Corbin Burns for a two-start week, Monday and Sunday. Garrett Cole probably is going Sunday against the Brewers. I did take that into account. I have them winning that one still. But overall, I like the Freddie Peralta. You get Burns, and then you get Woodruff, and then you get Peralta Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I like that matchup. And you end up dodging. You get Cole for one game, but you dodge the rest of that rotation that has been Decent for the Yankees. Uh, I don't know if you want to face Luis Severino, but he's put put a little bit more together recently. But basically, five and one's the record prediction um, in this one. Just letting you all know on that. And again, I have that up tomorrow. I will be up at your sports crew. You can find that. I did want to talk through a little here before we wrap it up. I want to go through the wins above replacement, the war report, talk about the stats. What's going on with this squad? And the big thing before the war report was right September 1st, you get two additional players. And we saw Owen Miller. He gets called up. And then the 28th spot, um, I'd like to say that they've been it, like who they specifically called up, but they've been using that 28th spot. They've been just trans- making this transaction day in, day out. Colin Ray picked up a spot start. We saw that on Saturday, and that's what made that one even more remarkable. Nothing against Colin Ray, but he gives up home runs, and the Phillies hit home runs, so it was pretty scary. So right now the the good news is they're operating with a little bit more depth, and it's really contributed to helping this team out. Aaron Ashby, another good news with him, he's a, he began, not beginning, he has began a rehab assignment at single A, or rather high A Wisconsin. In Appleton. So if we can have a guy like Ashby back out of the pen come October, that's exactly what you want. And just find that really interesting and looking forward to that. So had to highlight that. So Hauser's on the IL is basically how, how the rotation got shaken up there. 
But the war report again, Yelich and Contreras both lead the way 2.9 war. They're tied. Had that on the player of the week post with Contreras. Corbin Burns in second with a 2.8. And then a drop off 2.2 wins above replacement to Devin Williams. Wade Miley is number five on this team in, in war. If I would have told you that, right? If, what if I told you in April that Wade Miley would have a higher war in September than Freddie Peralta, Willie Adamas, Brandon Woodruff? Granted, Woodruff is barring injury, you know, due to that. And just the rest of the squad. I think just him at five in general just shows how unpredictable baseball can be sometimes. So wanted to highlight that, but otherwise the team's really shape, you know, really shaping up right now at a great time. Uh, they've gotten hot though. The run differential has improved now at a plus 23 run differential instead of you know, just around like one or one to five and whatnot. And, I know they're up three and a half games to the Cubs. So when we see that, uh, you're definitely liking where you're at right now with a little under 30 games left. So definitely think the Brewers 92 wins is what I'm projecting. They'll be around that. And that's just them going around 500 the rest of the way out in this schedule. Again, I'll try to sum up the schedule here. They have seven games against the Cardinals left, which is good in my eyes. They have, Six games against the Marlins. I don't know what you think of that. They have three games against the Nationals, three against the Pirates, three against the Cubs, three against the Yankees. So all these teams, you know, are either around 500 or below 500. Nobody is, nobody, there's no, the Phillies that were the toughest opponent that would have been left. You know, there's no Braves, no Dodgers left. And I think that's going to be a huge win for this team come September, October. Um, They, the Brewers got those hard teams out of the way. They didn't play them well, but they got them out of the way. So come to October, right? Brewers hopefully can get some momentum with this kind of schedule they're operating with. So that was a key takeaway I wanted to highlight there. But otherwise, I'm, we're hoping Garrett Mitchell is back. Uh, just not a lot of word on that. Intrigued to see how the outfield is going to shape up. Now Canna's hitting, which has been very ple- a pleasant surprise and a very good surprise. For the squad, it's really impacted Joey Weimer's playing time. Now, defensive specialist Sal Freelich, though, is still, you know, his average now is at 230. He's kind of fallen off a little bit, but he still has 19 walks to 21 strikeouts. He's still getting on base at a 350 clip. He's still going to be a factor in this team come the playoffs. And just want to see how Mitchell works in, in this, too. I, I like this young squad that we have right now and really looking forward here to the postseason. Hoping this team makes a run. There you go. That is the news here for the Packers and Brewers. Again, at Drew Sports Crew. Find you there Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Drew Sports Crew. And that's also on YouTube. Wednesday around four o'clock. Jerry Million Week One NFL preview. And then also we'll, we'll we'll throw some games in there still. Don't worry. We'll have you there. And then Friday we'll be pre- I'll be previewing the betting slate. There and I'll keep you posted on when episode 131 is going to come out next week. I anticipate it being probably on that Monday, um, Monday night, probably just with the nature of you know coming back. I'll even be in New York. I want to catch and I'll be able to catch some of that Packer Bear game, if not a lot of it, just based on how actually the times line up with the, the Yankee Brewer game starting early. So 
That's going to be good. And the game's at 325. So don't worry. I'll be fine on that. But I'll keep you posted on when that's coming out. Episode 131. So that's going to wrap it up here for myself, Drew Skybrick, here on this Sunday night. Thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Drew Sports Crew, the perfect podcast for you.